Welcome, Moon Goons, to a special bonus episode of the Horrible Horror Podcast, the podcast where we watch the worst of the worst in horror movies. Movies so bad they're scary. I'm your host, Marshall Hampton. Uh, Aaron is here with me, but we are at the St. Louis Contamination, the horror, sci-fi, and pop culture convention. We're here recording. Uh, we're going to be doing a live show, but right today we're just going to kind of be doing like a, a man-on-the-street type thing. We're going to be talking to congoers and getting their input and their experiences with some of their worst horror movies that they've ever seen. And we're just going to see how that goes. So stay tuned. We'll end, uh, let's check out the interviews. Okay, so we're here at the Contamination, and we're just kind of doing again, man on the street, little interview with Horrible Horror Podcast. And we're here with Laura Congoer, and someone who, when she came up and approached our booth, kind of told us something kind of cool that she does, I guess. And uh, it's about horror movies. Why don't you go ahead and let us know what it is, Laura? I host a uh, we call it the Bad Animal Horror Movie Night at my house every every so often on a randomly so, regular basis. I, I, I kind of love it, and that's something we talked about before. Uh, it's it seems like a pretty specific genre of horror. So I'm guessing you're an animal lover. Yes, I used to work for a nonprofit group called World Bird Sanctuary, and so just love anything that takes animals and just makes them. Horribly horror-filled. <laughs> well, that's very cool. So we're just kind of asking people also, obviously we do love horror movies, so at the end of the day we love good horror movies. What is your favorite horror movie? Or one, one of your favorite horror movies? I think probably one of my top ones is called Black Sheep. Okay, and, and our listeners should be familiar with that. We, uh, we, we did feature that movie. Uh, we did an episode of Black Sheep. And we, uh, I believe we both... Uh, at the end of the day, said it's so bad, it's good. We we loved it. Yeah, so we we are familiar with Black Sheep, and it's funny because that is one one of the movies we did. Now, again, we love horrible horror as well, horrible ones. What was the worst movie? Maybe a movie that was so bad it was good. Oh, so bad it was good. I don't know. I've got one that was really bad. That's fine too. You we take that up. too. We take, we take that. that as well. That's our bread and butter right there. Yeah. It, it was a slightly off from the animal theme, but it was still sort of animal. The Shriek of the Sasquatch. Shriek of the Sasquatch. I, 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 I actually heard of it. I have not seen it, but I have heard of it. That may be one we have to do. You that may be one we have to check out. Make sure you don't have any little kids in the room, though, because it, it's a little more than a PG-13. I, okay. no, well, we're, we're a little more than PG-13 ourselves. So if you ever get a chance to listen to our uh, podcast, make sure there's no kids around either. Yeah. <laughs> definitely do that. Yeah, okay. we, we are definitely 18 and up for uh, yeah. For, <laughs> For people who may not have heard us, we are 18 and up. So it's really cool that you're you're here at the con. Uh, what's one of the things that you're really looking forward to here at the con? I'm looking forward to meeting and talking with uh, Dirk Benedict and Richard Hatch. Love oh, those guys. Okay, so kind of go with the uh, Battlestar Galactica. Yes, okay. grew up watching that. All right, yeah. I, I myself never watched it. I Well, let me take a sec. I used to have a small... Um, record that I got from, from a family member, and I would listen to it and read the comic book along at the same time. I remember those. I had a Spider-Man one when I was a kid. And it was Battlestar Galactica, and I think the problem was the record was scratched, so I was just <laughs> frustrated. I'm like, Battlestar Galactica, ugh. So it just kind of left a bad taste in my mouth, I think, when I was a little kid. I never, I, and I hear it's great. I hear it's got a great following. They I mean, obviously they did the reboot, but uh, yeah, Battlestar Galactica, just for me, just it just brings back painful memories of trying to read and hearing a skipping record. That's a very, very <laughs> sad thing. <laughs> well, Laura, thank you so much for sitting down with us and talking to us a little yeah, bit. Thank you very much. And uh, enjoy You're the welcome. rest of the con. Thank you All very right, much, guys. All right, so we're here again at the con doing our man on the street, and actually we have run into another fellow horror 
podcast here. We are here with James with his podcast, Monsters from the Basement. James, how are you doing? Pretty good. How are you guys doing? We're having a great time this Yeah, weekend. we're having a great time at the con. So, James, I understand. Like, we just started talking. You checked out our booth, and uh, you, you said, hey, I do a podcast, too. Why don't you go ask, tell us a little bit about your podcast, Monsters from the Basement? Well, basically, my website is dedicated to horror conventions. I help promote them. I do reviews on them. And uh, I do a lot of interviews with the celebrities and guests at shows and mm-hmm. post them on the website as podcasts. That's very cool, yeah. So you, you've done inter- interviews with celebrities. Um, you know, any big names in horror? Uh, let's see, PJ Souls. Oh, was yeah, Metro Halloween. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's great. Uh, let's see, let me think. <laughs> I know I put you on the spot here. <laughs> uh, uh, Adrian Barbeau, I've interviewed her. I've heard. Okay. okay. Um, if you hadn't answered I know, I know. <laughs> well some of the big movies um, that maybe they've been in so I, I also we were talking a little bit earlier we talked about how uh, you're a big Halloween guy as well yeah and I don't know if I didn't get a chance to tell you Marshall huge Halloween fan really yeah uh, one the, I was probably the I can't say here obviously I might be out of my league here but growing up I was the biggest Halloween fan of anybody ever knew I, I I had like all the movies down I could like almost quote the movie I had posters, collectibles. Like I just loved Halloween. Mm. Yeah, but James was telling me about your poster, right? I've, have you ever seen the Thirty Years of Terror poster? Uh, I haven't seen the poster, but I'm aware of it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I, I mean, I, I know of what the Thirty Years of Terror that that is. Yeah, it, it, the poster kind of covers every Halloween movie you know made, including Rob Zombies. Okay. I've got it framed, and it's got over 50 signatures. Oh, wow. On it That's from, awesome. Including Jamie Lee Curtis, John Carpenter. I've got PJ on there. Uh, yeah. Just just about everybody. It's very cool. That's very that's very impressive. That's pretty awesome. So, uh, so in Horrible Horror, we like to watch the worst of the worst. Movies so bad, they're scary. So, and being a horror guy, you know, here at the convention... One, I guess, let's just say, what's one of your one of your favorite? Because I think it's hard to say what is your absolute favorite, but what is one of your favorite horror movies? The bad one? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, we well, that's that's the follow up, but just uh, even a good one. What's one of your one that you can put in your you know say that's a fantastic horror film? Uh, the original Friday the Thirteenth. Okay. The Last original one original. With, with with Mama Voorhees. Right. Exactly. Deborah. I think it, Deborah Voorhees. It yeah. Deborah. Yeah. No, that's that is fantastic. Now, of course. We are into the bad ones. Right. Now, is there one that's so bad that it's good that kind of kind of holds a special place in your heart? Well, we were talking earlier, of course, Dirk Benedict mm-hmm. is a guest here at the convention who was in Battlestar Galactica. But he was in a movie called <laughs> which was about a guy who was into snakes and reptiles and all that stuff. And he was doing experiments on human people, and he turned... Dirt into a human snake. <laughs> <laughs> I think this is one we're going to have to check. I'm out. definitely going to have to research that and try to find it. Yeah, because we this is not this. Now James also told us about this, but we've also had another one of our guests who does animal uh, horror movie conventions or not conventions, but she holds she hosts horror movies Nights, with, yeah. fe- featuring animals. And she came up to the she, we did her little interview with her. And she came up after you know later on, and she told us also about. So this is the second time. Never heard of it before, Dave. I've heard of it twice now. This is the second time we've had people tell us to check it out. So I think it's going to be on our list. It's coming soon, Moon Goons. You uh, have to check it out. Now, I, think it now, just, I think it just came out on Blu-ray. So you should, oh, all right. okay. Well, then it's, you can find it then. That's Excellent. Good. 
Um, now, was that one that you're saying that was so bad it's actually good? Was that, or is that? Oh yeah, okay. definitely. Now, let's on the flip side of that. Let's what's like one that you've seen that is just that you remember being just awful, like so bad it's just trash. A movie. Um, some of the early, like fifties and sixties movies. Uh, of course, Plan Nine from Outer Space. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. That, that one I think is goes down in the history books. Yeah, and, being one of the worst movies ever. Yeah, yeah. and some of the uh, later Universal horror movies. Of course, you know not the original Frankenstein and Dracula's, but in the sixties and seventies. Yeah, 70s, they just kind of kept trying. Yeah, yeah, and they the more they tried, the worse they got. <laughs> <laughs> so James, you've been doing podcasts now for four or five years. Right. Right. Yeah. So. Uh, where can they check out your podcast? Uh, well, the website's Monsters from the Basement. Uh, you can Google that, and mm-hmm. it'll come up. And I've got a personal uh, Facebook page, James Downing, D-O-W-N-I-N-G. And there's also a um, Monsters from the Basement Facebook page, Okay, too. okay. Cool. Yeah, so, it, I mean, do they have links to your episodes on there? Oh, can yeah, they, yeah. Great. So they can they can listen to it there. Are you on iTunes? Uh I will be. Okay, I, great. Like I said, telling you earlier, my mm-hmm. page got yeah. yeah. It sounds. I mean, and again, hackers, fuck you. you know? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on. What are you doing? You're just messing with people. Cut it out. Go after the big fish. Let 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 the normal people just do their thing. Right. So, but yeah. So you're gonna hopefully get on iTunes and they yeah. can check it out on your website from the basement. Is it right. from the basements.com? Right. Okay. And also from your Facebook page. Yeah. Uh, that's great. You know, I mean, it's it's fantastic to meet another guy who does podcasts for horror. Uh, it sounds like you kind of got a leg up on us as far as getting into the celebrities and getting them because we've only interviewed a few people. Uh, again, we, we we're looking for someone with some really bad movies, so they're willing to talk to us. <laughs> oh yeah, you know we haven't really talked to anybody yeah, high hurt, up there. It, it's hard to get interviews when we all talk about the shitty movies. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's not uh, not often. So, they're can like, you talk to us about your movie? Yeah, we thought it was shit, by the way, but you want to yeah. talk to us? <laughs> not often there are they really willing to jump in and talk to you. All right. Well, James, thank you so much. Really appreciate it. And um, enjoy the con. All right. You too. Have a great weekend. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Okay. We're still here at the con doing kind of man on the street, but we have our woman on the street right now. Actually, (laughs) the woman who is helping us out at the con, our booth bait, if you will, the beautiful Natalie. Welcome. Hi. Hi, Natalie. (laughs) All right. So uh, we... We went ahead and put an ad out for people to kind of help us out with the con. Natalie applied. She was one of many, but she was the one who made the cut, and so we're here with her. And apparently she actually has a little bit of horror in her resume. Yeah, you- as the, uh, uh, what, the eternal words of, uh, oh, I'm going to fuck this up because I already forgot the name of the band. <laughs> Son of a bitch. House what? of Pain. House of Pain says the cream of the crop arrives to the top. Never knew how to terminate her like an Arnold Schwarzenegger. All right, we're not going to sing House of Pain. I'm not going to know, but... but so, you did some horror. Yeah. You actually did a horror short. Uh, what was the horror short, and what was... Tell us a little bit about it. So, basically, what it was about is um, these paranormal investigators, they do, like, a web series, and they went into this bar because, apparently, it was, like, haunted, and there's, like, it's called the St. Louis Puppeteer, and um, they went in not thinking they were going to find anything because they usually don't. Um, That's usually what we find in a lot of those paranormal <laughs> investigator shows. It's like, ooh, what was that? Uh, ooh, you feel that? I don't know. I and like, then nothing I happens. A lot of them. I love, I watch Ghost Hunters, like, religiously for a long time. <laughs> like, so, I got into them. So what happened? So, um, it ended up being haunted, and they all died in the end. Oh, so you, did you, that, did you have a death that scene? That old fairy, that I old did. fairy tale. You had there a death scene. There was a lot of fake blood. Um, I was the last one to die. 
You held out the longest. Oh, yeah. Nice. I'm smart. I'm uh, smart. Yeah. Oh, let me ask you this before we go on. You were the last one to die. Does yeah. that Was this one of the movies where everybody dies? Oh, yeah. Everyone dies. Oh, no so, one so basically you were... Survivor Girl. Yeah, the, you were basically you were Survivor. Survivor Girl. I was almost there. I was at the door, but it was locked. Uh, and of like, course uh, it was Of locked. course, I can't get the like I can't get it unlocked <laughs> in time for some reason. But I didn't fall while while I was running. I That's did not good. Fall. Did not could, fall down. It's probably because you weren't wearing those wedge shoes you're wearing no, right I now. I was wearing heels. Though. Whoa, hey, oh. <laughs> talents. Then you got talents. skills. You got skills. <laughs> So what was the name of this show? Or what was the name of this short? It's called 708. 708. And where can uh, where can some of our fans find it to watch it? Um, it's on YouTube. Okay. And right now it's kind of private until it was it's being released. But so it, it's it, can you can I right now type it in on YouTube and find it? No. Okay. So I think she, like, it's probably we would have to have the exact link. Yeah, you had to have the like right. Um, that can be. You can't all. search it. On okay. Yeah. But is it going to be released on YouTube? Yeah, it will be. Okay. Yeah. Good. Uh, do you have an idea of when or? Um, should be soon. Do you know how how long ago did you do it? Um, I did it in February, and we finished um with the catch-up days in March, and then it was premiered in May at the bar that it was filmed at and okay. also at the web, at Webster University. So it's still pretty fresh. Yeah, so it makes sense really that it's not a release on YouTube yet. Yeah. That that makes sense. So yeah. Maybe I missed this. Uh, what was the bar that you filmed in itself? 708. It was it's a burlesque bar. bar, yeah. Okay. Well, okay, for St. Louis listeners who act, you know, if you're curious, go to go. 708 burlesque bar, we sh- they shot a horror movie there. Yeah. <laughs> um, speaking of shooting horror movies, you were telling us earlier that you... Did a what was like a webcam horror oh, series when you were in sixth grade? Yeah, <laughs> something like that. Um, oh, that's on YouTube. I, if that's on YouTube, I'm watching. I gotta watch that. But uh, yeah, let's, let's, re, let's revisit that because that was amazing. Well, um, you know, I was 12. And I really wanted to convince everyone. I wanted everyone to be scared when they watched it. So I put up my webcam on my bed, and I put the Haunting in Connecticut soundtrack on. And um, I put black and white filter to make it look really serious. Legit. It's no, a legit it's, film oh, yeah. when you're black and white. <laughs> 100%. <laughs> and then um, I had a few takes. Uh, most of them are all bloopers because something went wrong. <laughs> at, far, at first, we started with the big like butcher knives, you know, and then my mom got pretty mad. Yeah, you were telling us that you were actually using like giant hunting oh, Bowie yeah. knives. No, no, no. And it's like the big like like butcher knives, you know. <laughs> the, the, big, the Michael Myers. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. And then, well, and then. I got in trouble with them. <laughs> and so I was left with butter knives. So halfway through, you see us, like, stabbing each other, but we're not really stabbing with butter knives. It's pretty scary. I don't know. Yeah, it sounds pretty terrifying. But, oh, yeah. I mean, don't get wrong. We're Marshall and I are guilty as well. We made a lot we of... We did the same thing. We did the same kind of thing. Now, of course, ours was a little bit older. We had VHS, so yeah. we haven't been able to convert it to a digital file. So unfortunately, the problem is we watched those DVD. We watched that VHS so much, we showed it to friends and family that the VHS started to actually wear down. So like, yeah. it, like trying to watch it now, it's just like static. It, it's so the tape's so worn out. And plus, it was like an old tape that's been taped over ten times yeah. already. Yeah. It's like, Dad, can we have a tape? Uh, yeah, sure. Take that documentary on uh, bullhorns that I'm not going to ever watch. So you know. But maybe someday we can find a way to convert it. Uh, if I could, I would love to do that. Yeah. Oh. 
That'd be amazing. Do you have anything else in the works? Anything else with movies or film or theater? Modeling? Um, that? Well, I did do another short film where I was a Muslim. Oh, Interesting. Okay. Right on. Not the best one. Were you, were you in full burqa? Yeah, yeah burqa. So they never really saw your face. No, only my eyes. <laughs> you know, I got beautiful eyes, but, <laughs> but it, I wasn't... I Shameless wasn't plug there. Yeah, yeah, no, it's like, guys, trust me, my eyes are beautiful. Trust, trust <laughs> her, no, she, she has very pretty eyes. I'm not you. lying. <laughs> no, but it was, I couldn't get into that character as much, I guess. I was just really weirded out, I guess, by the whole idea. Well, and also the same thing, you're completely covered in a beekeeper's outfit. You're in the burqa. <laughs> you can't really see your face, so you almost lose a part of yourself. Oh, you yeah. know, because especially in acting, especially, you know, you, you use your face, you use your positioning, and when you're covered in a beekeeper's outfit, essentially, <laughs> it's hard to use your, you know, yeah. your skills as, you know, facial reactions and, you know, smiles and frowns and, you know, emotion. It's all gone. It's only in the eyes. Which is, like... Pretty tough. Not good. Yeah. Also, the thing, like, the burka or whatever, it kept getting, like, stuck. Like, it kept, like, poking me in the eye. And I was so <laughs> uncomfortable. And it was horrible. I don't know. It wasn't... It wasn't my best. Um, it was it would be probably something people would make fun of. Yeah, but it's um, an experience. Yeah, of course. Oh, it was an experience for sure. Okay. That's yeah. all I need. I did the experience, you know. Mm-hmm. Eventually, it builds up, it adds up. Yeah. yeah. Everybody starts somewhere. Yeah, so... Uh, you're, you made it big. You're on the poc- our podcast. <laughs> yeah, you look. Know, you've, you've hit the big time. Look yes. at you now, kid. Huh? So famous. <laughs> Thank you. Who knows where this is going to lead? Yeah, so... Uh, I know we, uh, Marshall, where did we uh, find uh, Natalie to help us out? Well, she, I put an ad on St. Louis Auditions for uh, help at the con, and she was one of the few, or not the few, but many people who applied. And uh, just her, what she had to say, and, and how she what matched up with what we were looking for sure. fit perfectly. So um, that's how I And people can up. still find you there if they need, if they're shooting a film or yeah. doing a play or something, they'll, they'll be able to find you there? Yeah, I'm, I'm always looking on SEL auditions for any, like, film things. Um, and then sometimes that's people... So bad, it's scary. <laughs> Thanks, Hacksaw. That's Hacksaw Jim Duggins, everybody. <laughs> He's really large. Um, <laughs> um, people do, like, reach out to me through Facebook um, or Instagram, Twitter, all the social media apps. So, yeah. Um, okay. All right. Um, yeah. Is there any yeah, social media, social media, social media, you want to plug? If you don't want to give it out, that's fine, but if you want to. Oh, yeah, I want to plug Go for it. Plug it. Shameless plug away. Thank you. Okay, so you can follow me on Instagram. It's N-A-T underscore G underscore F-I-O-R-E, Fiori. So, yeah. Well, there you go. Okay. So follow her on Instagram. I imagine she's going to have some pictures of the con up. Get them numbers up. Yeah. So get some following there. So thank you very much, and you yes. know we're gonna we're gonna continue here. You're gonna see pictures of us with Natalie uh, working the con. So yeah, thanks again. Now thank get back you. to work. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're still here at Contamination doing our Man on the Street, and here we have Johnny Fears. What's up, Fears. man? All right, so Fears. I have the most appropriate name for a horror convention. If the, Fears. Is that yeah. Legitimately, your last name. It is. You want to see my driver's license? <laughs> is it spelled F E or like P H? It's like you fear something with an S. Fears. Fears. Everyone it's, thinks like it's the cool. Yeah, it's the coolest last name. Well, yeah. a, a couple weeks ago, I mean, I've had it almost all my life, but a couple weeks ago, I hadn't had it done in a while. Someone came up and said, "All right, John, I know we work together, but is it fears like you fear something, or is it like a fierce warrior?" And I just shook. Oh, fierce. <laughs> yeah, like fierce. And I was like, I'm just shaking my head, like, dude, you've known me a year. We've worked together. <laughs> it's fears. <laughs> 
Well, it's it's a perfect name, that perfect a, thing. Yeah, and, it can't be where we're better to be in the horror convention with the last name Fear. Exactly. Awesome. And from what I understand, you're a horror guy. You got a YouTube page. Tell us about that. I am a horror guy, but it's all convention stuff related. Okay. I started off with like horror stuff because I love horror movies, like like how you guys do. I love right. good horror films, crappy horror films, right. the most unbearable ones. <laughs> uh, but I started. I was like, what? Could, uh, what? Because every YouTube channel, you have to kind of pick a theme. Yeah. yeah. So I thought, well, I go to so many conventions, and my girlfriend at the time was like, why don't you just bring your, your vlog camera and do interviews and do little parodies and little skits and stuff? And it just started growing from there. So if you guys want to check my stuff out, it's yeah. a... Shameless plug time. Yeah. Shameless plug. Shameless plug. Drop go for it. it. Listen, I'm going to plug for about a whole two minutes. No, <laughs> no uh, it's a, you go to YouTube, and it's Fearsman26, capital F, E-A-R-S-M-A-N, 26. And the kind of content there, it's parodies, short films, Funny skits, and then just a bucket load of horror conventions, sci-fi conventions, Wizard World, San Diego, all of it. Wow, you so you, you Wait, do it all. I, I'm sorry, I know this is a little off, off topic because we're horror, but I started saying. So you've been to, the, you've been able to go to the uh, San Diego Comic Con? No, I'm. It's going. I'm going to be. You're going. The reason why I put it in there is, is it's going to be in the future. It's going to be on my channel. That's like my like. Like if I was like I you know like Jewish people want, always want to go like Israel and plant a tree like I want to yeah. go I want to go to San Diego Comic Con. That's the holy out. motherland yeah. that is like, of, yeah. of convention. Yeah. That, that's that's you're a nerd. Guy. That's that's that the guy's the strip or whatever. I don't know. Yeah, it's <laughs> the big fish. Yeah. I tell people all right. Picture everything you've done in the past. It's peanuts compared to going to San Diego, guys. Right. Right. Like we, that's like a guy comes up, fierce. I've been going to conventions since 2000. I'm like, it doesn't matter. You need to go to San Diego. <laughs> if you haven't been to San Diego, you haven't done shit. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. So like all the nine, ten conventions I've went to over my lifetime, doesn't mean anything, guys. It's all about San Diego. Because uh, I'll give you an example. One of the biggest ones I've ever went to. Uh, have you guys ever went to Wizard World Comic Con? Yes. Uh, say, I was at two years ago. I was at the St. Louis Wizard World Comic Con. Yeah. So let me just give you a taste of that. That's so. This last year, sixty thousand. This year, I just asked how many. They said around seventy to seventy-five thousand. But at San Diego, it blows that out of the water a hundred times over because they had like hundred and fifty thousand yeah, people show up. Huge. It's it ridiculous. Just, it just sounds like it's overkill. Yeah. I mean, it's like I, the don't Super wrong. Bowl for geeks. Yeah. I still want to go. I'll yeah. still check I it out. Go so bad. And the reason why I started my channel is I was like, I feel bad for all those people that can't come. So I'm kind of like the investigative reporter. I'm like, well, (laughs) if they can't enjoy it, because I know a lot of people work, because a lot of the conventions are on those days that you work, like Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Now a lot of people work on the weekends. Yeah, yeah. And I work on the weekends, so I have to take them off months in advance and go. So I'm like, well, I feel bad for all my friends. I'm going to just have, it's kind of like when you come to my channel, it's like the the horror slash sci-fi uh, whatever type of convention it is it's the experience so they come well, well I didn't have to pay the 60 bucks you yeah, know yeah. I'm just gonna watch Fears' channel there you go yeah. and then I got a new channel uh, it's about my life it's Fears Vlogs okay so that's my second channel it's <laughs> a second plug alright second plug, second plug. Is, that, is that also on YouTube it's on YouTube okay I told you guys I'm gonna be shameless plugging I that's, hear that's what we're here for yeah. plug <laughs> that's away here. Yeah. so again we're, we're here at the horror con you know the horror sci-fi con it's going pretty good today yeah it's not it's it's been a great day, actually. It's been a lot of fun. I've, I've thoroughly enjoyed this experience. This is our first our first time at a convention, and I've had a blast. Yeah. Here. Now, again, we are Horrible Horror, and you do some horror as well. Uh, so, at the end of the day, we do like good horror movies. We do. You know? We so, also love talking about those but shitty everybody, classic everybody ones. Everybody does good movies. Yeah. yeah. And likes to go. But our bread and butter, we do the shit of the shit. So yes. What is your favorite bad horror movie or okay. one, one of your favorite bad horror movies there's three that I cannot 
I can't pick between. I, that's, okay. why, that's why I'm saying one of them, yeah, because yeah. I'm the same way. And I'm the same I was way. telling you guys yesterday, like, there's good horror films, and then there's there's shitty horror films, but it's so shitty, it's great shit. Yeah. It's again, exactly. It goes so bad, it, like, transcends. Yeah. It transcends. That's what I like to say, and I was like, well, I have to get an interview with these guys, and I have to be interviewed <laughs> by them. So it's like, it's that middle ground, it's shit, but it's great shit, yes. guys. And I have a split between. One is called, have you guys ever seen Uncle Sam? Yes. yes we once have. You Dead. Done an episode of Uncle Sam. I love Uncle Sam, Once You Dead. The second one would be, uh, of course, the classic 80s, um, uh, the, the Killer Clowns from yep. Outer Space. We did an episode on that, too. Yep. Two and for then, two so far. And then the third <laughs> one, I hope you guys have seen it. It, it made. I guess what they were trying to do is they were trying to break off from the Halloween series, and it didn't make any sense. And thank God I didn't do it. Halloween three. Okay. Season of the Witch. Now, I. That is the bane of my existence. He now for some reason I want to do it. I'm all about it. I. What? You, what? Your friend's not into it? For, he's a huge Halloween head. Huge. Oh come on, man! You gotta do it. For some reason, <laughs> come he on. Just, he can't stand. Silver Shamrock. <laughs> yeah, I, I know the movie. Oh, well. I know the song <laughs> off by heart. So yeah, if I'm you sure get you fears do. going, I, I could. I don't want to. Take up your whole show here, but I could sing it for a whole two minutes, guys. But yeah, he just he just won't. Uh, he's just not into it. I'm not more for days it. till Halloween. It, it's just, I don't know. It's like I know it's. What is it about that you don't like? Okay, or what is it? I think it's because when I got into Halloween, okay, um, I got hooked at a young age uh, with Michael Myers, Halloween one, Halloween two, and then. When it got to three, I remember the first time watching it. You were so excited to see so Michael excited. Myers. Yeah, I was like, where's Michael Myers? Where's Michael Myers? And they're like, okay, he's not here. He's not here. And they're like, oh, at the end, they get to the warehouse. I'm like, okay, maybe we're going to come out from behind these boxes. Where's Michael? And then I went the whole movie as like a 10-year-old or something like that, waiting for Michael Myers, and he never shows up. And all I got was these stupid fucking Halloween masks and eight kids alive. Like, where the fuck is Michael Myers? Wow, this guy is going nuts. Yeah. And I was so pissed and so disappointed as a kid. That from that moment on, that movie became like the top of my list of like just the shit I would never acknowledge. You can see this or, runs deep, or or like ever want to see again or so, talk about. So two real quick questions. <laughs> yeah, go one, ahead. one, do you like to your friend here? Do you think that he you may try to convince him and do a show on Halloween three? I think that's the move. I mean, especially now after hearing the passion in his voice and the fact that we do horrible horror and it was it's considered one that's because you could a good do movie. a two different take. You could say uh, yeah. you, you're on your take, I love it, and then you could. Say, the bad oh, stuff about it. We already yeah. know what he did. We already yeah. know his answer. I just gave away my half. <laughs> <laughs> but you got to do it on the show officially. Do it on the show yeah. Official, yeah. My official go, officially remarks. put the stamp on it. Yeah. And then my second thing was is he actually makes appearance in the film. Did you know that? Oh. He's on the television. Yeah, I would say it's a television. It's like archive footage he's on the television in a background scene. Because when Dr. Chalice is like in that room and he's like tied up, the, the evil guy of the toy factory is like, enjoy the horathon. Yeah. When he leaves, he's watching Halloween yeah. on the television. I, I remember that, but again, as a, I mean, I remember it now. Like, I realized it later, but yeah, as yeah. a kid, I didn't pick up on it, so yeah, to me, yeah. it didn't count. Because right when you said that, I was like, he does make a, a cameo. <laughs> he's in there somehow, some way. But then when I learned later, like, oh, they were trying to do something. Oh, we're going to try to make an anthology, so like each house yeah. is like a little different. A we're different gonna, yeah, Halloween. We're going to close yeah. the book of Michael Myers and go a different Because like, oh. they, I think what it was is I've watched like reruns, and I mean, not reruns, I've watched interviews and stuff on YouTube yeah. and on television. They honestly did not think in a million years. They're like, all right, we've already done Michael twice. I don't think he's going to, like, pick up anymore. But this right. is the age when, like, Freddy and Jason, like, that was yeah. the thing. Like, the slasher And I don't know why. They, I don't know why they thought that. So they said, well, what's, they said, we've got a Halloween series. Let's try and do something different every single movie. Right. Yeah. And, like, have the Halloween like, theme. And now, like, it just didn't pull off. Like, you compared nowadays to, like, the American Horror Story TV show. Right. Where reoccurring actors come back every year in different stories, different but characters. But it's completely different characters, different scenarios. And it works yeah. for that. 
but at the time, I just in the '80s when Freddie and Jason and Freddie Chucky always comes were, back. That was yeah. like the cream of the crop, the the peak of horror in the '80s. To get rid of like your your iconic franchise slasher was just it blew my mind. And this was his favorite one. His favorite was always Michael and, Myers. Oh, it, it is my my favorite and is, 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 is Michael. Because he, it really became my favorite because when I was a kid, he was the one that legitimately scared me as a kid. Oh yeah. Like, he was one like Freddy, I mean, he just looks weird. Yeah. He's got the jumpsuit on, that emotionless face, the, the, yeah. the whitewashed emotionless and face, and the way he walks. Like he'll walk like a shark, and then he just turns, and then like whatever he sees, like I'm coming after you. Yeah, it, it does not say a word, and then it's just like exactly. from here to here, I'm killing you, and that's it. It's very shark-like, you know. He's yes. just on a mission. Black yeah. eyes. It was exactly that. You know, every yes. movement is purposeful. It's like Jaws, but more horror. Yeah. <laughs> like I remember, kids would be like, "Oh, Jason's here." I'm like, ah, Jason's dang, he's got his moments, but. I would have nightmares as a kid of Michael Myers, and because of that pure, actual fear as like an eight-year-old kid, and then as I got older, I appreciated that, that he was the one that yeah, scared me the most, exactly. and it, it became my favorite. And now, if they would have just called it Season of the Witch, I think it would have did a great... Yeah, yeah. Thank you. I will, I, will, I will concede that. If they would have dropped the Halloween title from it completely and just called it Season of the Witch... And I think it would have been great. Yeah. I would not have objected as much to it, but when you come on in Halloween 3... And you're expecting Michael Myers. That's your audience expecting that. It's kind of like a big it's fuck so, to the audience. It's so shitty, and it's got a, such a great uh, uh, fan quality yeah. like to it. I love it. Do you know the actual Silver Shamrock song they were having? I'm, I'm such a nerd when it comes to this. <laughs> is, I'll let you in on a little secret. Is They were having so many copyright problems. Uh, they were thinking, well, what can we use? And, and John Carpenter just came up to them and said, look. Just use the theme of uh, of that old song, um, London Bridges. London Bridge yeah. is falling down, and then just change the words. And Holy then, shit! You're right. Yeah. That is London Bridge. Yeah, yeah. like Silver <laughs> Shamrock. You know, London yeah. Bridge is still. Oh my god! I, you just blew my mind. <laughs> I, know. I told you. I know my Halloween three shit, man. You do. <laughs> We'll and tell you what, if, 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 if we get around to doing a Halloween 3 episode, you got to have me on the show. We will get your information and we will make sure you are our guest for that episode. I'm telling you, we got to do it, man. It's awesome. Thank you guys so much for having me on the no, show. Yeah, of course. You've been a blast. And yeah, so, again, we will... tell us, uh, just let, again, remind the listeners uh, what you got. All right, guys, another shameless plug. Two, two more shameless plugs. Fears Vlogs is my second channel on YouTube, Fears Vlogs, and then my. My first channel, my most popular channel, is Fearsman26. Like I said, we got parodies, we got skits, we got short films, cartoons, we got just a bucket load of, uh, of convention footage. You guys got to check it out. All right, so check yeah, out we'll Fears check it on out. YouTube. I mean, Mr. Fears. Fears. All right, thank you so much, man. All really right, appreciate man, thank it. You for thank, your time. Thanks, guys. I appreciate right, it. the rest of the con. Peace out. All right. Okay, sitting down with us now is horror author Vince Churchill. Uh, he is here at the con promoting his books, uh, Vince, why don't you just go ahead and uh, tell our listeners what it is that you write and, and, and what it is that you are your, your specialty is, I guess. What, what's, the, what's your thing? What, what you got? All right, well, first of all, thank you for having me. Sure. You're very um, welcome. I am the anti-Stephen King, I tell people all the time. Okay. My stuff is the, uh, is the 70s, raw, ugly, dirty, you know, ju- just this, what I call the, the stuff that people want is the primal stuff. So we're talking the scary stuff, sex, violence. We try to keep it wrong. Try to keep it real. All right. Well, that, that sounds actually sounds really interesting to me. Uh, I, I kind of like the, the fact you kind of going to a throwback to that more primal and, and kind of maybe visceral type of uh, uh, storytelling and writing that could be very entertaining and, and very engaging as opposed to something like you said, uh, maybe some of the more mainstream 
uh, commercial stuff that's out there these days. Yeah, that's like, and again, we're kind of a more of a PC era these days, you know. So it sounds like you're more sex, drugs, rock and roll, violence. Let's get dirty. So is that am I am I on the right track there? You're on the right track. Um, I grew up in the in the '70s in the drive-in. Okay. So, uh, Texas the Chainsaw. That grindhouse movies, right? Yeah, yeah. That 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 that's that's the seed. So and then I just can't really get very far, very far away from that at all. You seem like such a nice guy, though. <laughs> but look at we, we look at we always do, don't we? Yeah, I know that's the always say the nice we, it's we, the nice we, ones you least suspect. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, but you know, like last last house on the left, uh, you know, there's certain movies when you see them, they just imprint on you. Yes. Um, when my mom took me to see The Exorcist, we lived in a small town. We had to go through a picket line, very big Catholic really? town. Really? Wow. Had to cross a picket line to get in to see it, and you know. That's a true horror fan that right there. Yeah. So, yeah. so my mom. In fact, big your influence. mom took you to see that. Is even that's even kind of cooler and crazy. Yeah. 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 Like, yeah. Like I cross the picket line, I get, but like it, your mom actually like allowing you to take you across that line and say, you know what, I'm going to take you to see this regardless. That's pretty mm-hmm. awesome for that's her awesome. to do that. Yeah. She she she's a good woman. Good woman. It's a big awesome. deal. All right, so I, you were talking about some of your books. What are some of the titles of some of your books, and where can some of our listeners find them? Uh, well, they are available everywhere. If you go on Amazon, they're there. Um, for people who might want a signed copy, if you go to Amazon, check them out, and you like them, they can always reach out to me through my website, which is just VinceChurchill.com. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a, uh, an author page on Amazon, but um, this is the premiere of my seventh book, so in order they go Dead Show Inherit the Earth, uh, The Blackest Heart, uh, Pandora, Butcher Bride, Good Night, My Sweet, Hide, and now Midnight Eternal. So, now, if you, this is your seventh book now, and you listen to them in order. Was that chronological, or, or is this like a series where like, you have to read? No, they, yeah, they're they're all they're all standalones except the the second and third, which are kind of a kind of a space western. Okay. Um, the first is is a it's a zombie book, but it was it came out in two thousand two. So we were, me and Brian Keene were right at the beginning with The Rising. Um, Xbox Magazine actually celebrated one of the 37 great zombie, oh, wow. zombie things. Awesome. So yeah. great, great. It, it was just one of those weird things. It just and that perfect, called, perfect timing. Uh, the Rising? Uh, that's called The Dead Show and Hurt the Earth. Oh, Dead Show. I thought you yeah, said Bri- The Rising. Okay. Yeah, Brian Keene's was The Rising. Oh, and they right. were like the first two okay. big... Well, actually, I, 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 I kind of piggybacked off of Brian. And that's kind of what started the zombie thing, and there weren't a lot of books then. No, there that, really that was before the zombie craze really came back yeah. in, the, in the full like mainstream. Uh, and that's one thing I, I remember as a kid growing up. Once besides like Friday Thirteenth or like the Halloween movies, I loved zombie Me movies. Too. That was like mm-hmm. I when I first saw the original Night of the Living Dead at, when I was like I don't know ten or twelve or something like that. I got hooked on it. I saw the remakes, and I just loved and I I just always stuck with me those zombie movies. And to see them coming back was so, I found it so, so, so much joy in that. (laughs) Because there was a big gap in that for a while. It it went in a way, like in the 80s, you had the the Dawn of the Dead, Day of the Dead series. Um, And then there was kind of just a gap until like, really, I think like 2000. Mid-2000s, really. The the remake of Dawn of the Dead, they redid that. And that, I think, as far as film goes, I think that really kind of helped push the back into the mainstream. And that's kind of when the Walking Dead comic started. It was in the mid-2000s, and it started, and it just all snowballed from there into this massive, popular genre it is today. But so you're ahead of your time. Yeah, I got got very lucky. You know, it's one of those things where sometimes you write because of the market. You say, oh, Twilight's big, so somebody's writing vampires. But I just, I was a big fan. It's weird. I saw the original Dawn of the Dead before I saw the original Night of the Living Dead. Mm -hmm. And uh, it wasn't 
maybe just a few months after that where I had this idea about zombies in space and it just that but it was really Dawn of the Dead that planted that seed. Yeah. That's great. great so what no your your most recent work what is this? Now, this is a standalone book on its own, right? Yeah, Mid- yeah, Midnight Eternal. Midnight, Midnight um, Eternal. And what is kind of the, the horror genre that you're taking this on us? Uh, I'm always blending stuff all the uh-huh. time. So this is uh, like a, a horror comic book riff. Um, I'm a big Batman Joker fan. Okay. Oh, that's so, true. Okay. Uh, you know, I tell people, you know, it would, you know, like if it were a movie logline, it would be The Dark Knight meets Face Off. So okay. it's well, you so know. it's kind of like a flip flop of the the characters that you have in a way like taking on their different personalities. Is that am I kind of guessing right it's, there? Yeah, it's close. I always I'm kind of a what if. Well, guy. I guess we have to read the book. So well, <laughs> yeah, and, it, and it's illustrated, which is which oh, makes great. it nice. Okay. Um, but it's it's basically I just had the idea that you know I always like again that Batman Joker relationship that mm-hmm. symbiotic thing. Um, but I always wondered if, if not only if they switch, if they switch bodies, but in face-off at the end, you know, they end up switching back. Right. But if, if Bruce Wayne goes into the Joker's body, but he can't go back, and his body gets destroyed, so he's trapped being the Joker. Yeah. What happens? What does he do? And, yeah. that, and, that's, and that's what my book is about. So you have this vigilante who goes into, like, the number one villain's body, but his body gets destroyed, can't go back, and he kind of finds a freedom in there huh. to do things that he... Wouldn't allow himself to do before, before. but now he can because everybody's expecting horrible things. But he tries to turn that power into into something good. That's a really cool concept. Yeah, I like that a lot. Yeah, yeah, I am too. So, I mean, have you ever thought about writing for comic books or writing a comic? Thought about it, but but, you know, it's weird. Sounds like you have a mind for it. Well, I I worked a long time in LA at, at Showtime. So I, I dabble a little bit in script writing, but the comic writing, it, it's interesting because you meet a lot of artists, mm-hmm. but it's, I, I like to write my books because I know once, you know, I, I have people that I can publish with, and it's, it's just like being here. Yeah. You, you know, you can see that end result. A lot of times with comics, you get caught up in, you know, you, you do your part of the work, but there's a problem with the artist, yeah. there's money issues. And then there's a lot kind of, of moving parts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah, yeah. The artist, the inker, the, the colorist, like, all these people working separately. So I can see your point on that. But, but yeah. it's but it's a cool bridge, kind of between writing books and writing scripts, which is you know very visual, but it's so you know so di- you know so dialogue driven. It's a completely you know separate thing. But in between, when you're when you're working on a comic, and I've done small comic things uh-huh. and small horror things, it's kind of fun. But until you actually see the panels, yeah, it's kind of weird. It doesn't really come to life, I guess. Right. Okay. Well, that's cool. I mean, I'm. Thank you so much for sitting down well, with us. And we gotta we, ask this. Yeah. We've asked oh. everybody. We are here. Give us what is one of your oh, of course, your, yeah. all-time <laughs> favorite horror movies. One of or a few of your favorite that you, you can remember. Oh, dude. Um, well, we mentioned Dawn of the Dead. Yeah. Um, if I go back, old, really old school, I would say. Um, I saw what you did. I know who you are, which is an old black and white, like mid '60s okay. thriller, which is awesome. There's okay. I can't look. Okay, I'm wasting time. So no, no, okay, no, 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 no. Because I, I just remember my 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 mom was a big black and white thriller fan. So Betty Davis, Joan Crawford kind of movies. Uh-huh. Kind of, you know. All right. Um, but there was a scene when I was younger where the girl, I, I don't know, if she's a babysitter or whatever. It's and it's all the stark black and white. She's getting gets in the car and gets ready to drive away and the killer just rises up behind her they do like these prank calls and, and I, that always stuck with me and it's like you know without the blood the guts without the you know the profanity but you can still make something scary absolutely yeah. you know and that that movie always just stayed with me um but we're talking gosh man there's just there's 
there's way too many movies. Um, oh, I, we, we, you know. I know. I just, I, we just want, you know. So then we have so, a follow-up yeah, to the that. the follow-up. Is, of course, we're Horrible Horror Podcast. We watch some of the worst horror movies we can find. But, of course, there's those couple movies that are so bad. Oh, my God, they're so bad. you got to call up your best friend and say, you've got to see this movie. It's so ridiculous. It's fun. Is there one of those types of movies that stand out in You know your what? Mind? The first thing that comes to mind, and, and I'm not sure why it jumped in there, Human Centipede. <laughs> yeah. Because um, I think it's one of those movies you really do have to see. Yes. I mean, in, you, if you watch the trailer, I mean, you know what it is. Yeah. But, but to see it, yeah. it's just so... I, I agree with you on that one. The audacity of right. it is just... But that comes to mind... Um, let me think. Uh, see, I did not come prepared. Uh, I, I need right, to make a list. It's, it's, it's all right. It's yeah. all right. But yeah, I mean, we, that's that's kind of what we do. But yeah, Human Centipede, that was that's definitely a really weird one, man. <laughs> the sequels get even weirder. Like, yeah. The first one like, is pretty, like, like I said, it, to see it is believing in that. Like, you know yeah. what it is, but once you actually see it, you, it's kind of like, whoa. Like, you can't unsee it. Yeah. yeah. But that's then the true. sequels just get almost too ridiculous. Like, it's like almost too far. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so it, it's they're pretty crazy. Like, it, the visual, the visual shock of that is tank sticks with you pretty yeah. fun yeah so again where can they find your work at uh again if they if they want to check it out on amazon but all the all the online deals have them um if they want to sign copy they can reach out to me mm-hmm. at vincechurchill.com i sign things and mail things out all the time uh but yeah but again midnight eternal that's mm-hmm. the one superheroes are kind of big now yeah uh, and i understand it's not batman or superman it's all original you know villains and the, but it's a nice blend of of superhero action and horror stuff um, and it, I think people will dig it. It's, it's fun, and the it's, illustrations I'm, I'm great. Right, yeah. I, I grew up loving comics and superheroes, and obviously we're here at a horror concert. We love yeah. that too. And you, that's just blending like two of my favorite like genres, genres or yeah. worlds into one. So that's to me, I'm like, I, that's awesome. Like, Perfect. So check out Vince Churchill. Yes. Uh, you can check him out at vincechurchill.com, and you can also check out his uh, different pieces of work on Amazon and. Check him out. Sounds great. All right. Thank you very much for taking right. down and thank, speaking with hey, us, Vince. Thank you so much. Oh, I appreciate sure. it, man. Hey, no problem. All right. Enjoy the rest of the day. Thank you. Okay, sitting down with us now here with another author, local author, uh, St. Louis-based Kenny Sills, who has written a very unique book uh, with a unique twist on it, which we'll let him tell you about in further detail. But, Kim, Kenny, thank you for sitting down and uh, spending some time with us and, and, and tell us more and the listeners more about the book you've written. Uh, so take it away. Let us let, ex- describe it to our <laughs> listeners. Well, thanks for having me, first of all, guys. Of course. Um, yeah, well, my book, it's about a, uh, a serial killer, and uh, he knocks his uh, victims out when they wake up. They're naked and tied down to an autopsy table, and he's playing classical music, and uh, then he starts cutting their tattoos out of them before he kills them. Uh, the unique little twist that I did was when you get to those parts in the book where he's playing classical music, you go to my website, you click a button, and it plays the music that he's playing for his victims. So you're right there in the room with them listening to what the victim is, is hearing while he's getting cut or she is getting cut open. Man, so yeah, so the book is Tattoo, A Beautiful Sin. Correct. So and there he is, cutting off the tattoos of, of his victims before murdering. Now, mm-hmm. uh, I know Marshall's... Uh, I, 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 I've, I've read the first three chapters of it. I read right the first on. three chapters last night. Got started into the fourth chapter. Got a few pages into chapter four, um, and I gotta say the I was kind of hooked again. Chapter one, I will say for now because I was just for time purpose. I did skip over the prologue for now, but mm. I go, I'm gonna go back and read it. Mm. Uh, but the I got hooked from chapter one. The, the, the initial with uh, you know I'm trying not to give spoilers away, but uh, 
I want to say is his name Lathe? Lathe. Lathe. Correct. Yeah. That he that was uh, pretty gripping, and I remember when I was sitting there reading that. And I haven't had this much. I haven't really felt it in a while. But there was an actual time when I was feeling like, like in his, if I was in his position, yeah. and like and feeling that tent that that the tension and, and the stress and the fear. I was like, man, this would, this is pretty effed up, you know. And, and this is like, it's kind of, this would, I wouldn't even know how, to react, how I would react. It's messed up. And, uh, but I got hooked on it. And uh, another thing that's kind of cool, because because you are um, a local, you're St. Louis based, um, the book takes place uh, not too far from, but uh, like outside like Grand Rapids, Iowa. So it's, it's Michigan. Like, Michigan. Michigan. Uh-huh. I think in Iowa. Yep. Um, uh, Michigan. And then you have reference to St. Louis and like Cape Girardeau and a few other places in the area. So, uh, so local people, it's kind of cool, to, you know, when you have some local uh, interaction, a little local yeah. flavor, yeah. Right, 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 right. So um, I'm writing the second book now, which, oh, be, okay. which takes place in Cape Girardeau. Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. So I, I gotta, I, I haven't read it yet. I haven't had a chance to look at it, but we were at the con all day yesterday. Mm-hmm. You were, you're right across from us. We're, 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 it's basically work. I mean, you're standing up, you're talking to people, mm-hmm. you're on your feet uh, from, you know, 11 to about 9 o'clock when, when everything's said and done, everything's packed up. Right. And Marshall still went home, had to watch a movie, and then read chapters of the book. And I'm thinking there's no way he's going to get through it. <laughs> the fact that he was, because he said, I'm going to read two chapters. I That's asked we, him to just read the first he, two. He told me I'm going to read two chapters. Right. The fact that he read a, th- a th- got into chapter three and started chapter four when this guy is about to fall asleep, it's, did that kind of tells me that's a pretty gripping story that's something that's going to keep your attention because there's so much stuff out there it's like you got to you got to be able to snag your reader right away and get mm-hmm. them hooked and get them into it so they don't yeah, want to put it, it down because there's so much other stuff out there and the fact that he was able to do that i gotta say it's it sounds pretty intriguing i might have to yeah chapter like i said it, it hooked i yeah. got hooked right away with the, how it opens and and then i mean it jumps like say you Famous is jump right into uh, the meat and the potatoes. I mean, you're, yeah. you're hooked right away. Yeah. And uh, the, the fact that you said it is a little interactive with the with the where you included the website with the music. Now, did you do that? I I will say last night I did not get a chance to do it, but uh, I went this morning. I, I got back. I went there on this morning yeah. before I came here, and uh, I, I went through the, the website and went through the first two song first musical pieces that were I counted in the book right and I gotta say when I was listening to those musical pieces and I and I'm thinking back like oh my, this is what was happening mm-hmm. like like god damn it this is even even weird like it, it's not like it's a different kind of scary it, it's a, just a this cerebral you're there man creepiness yeah. of like if I imagine being naked strapped to a table and this is playing and it, like it really kind of puts you in a mindset <laughs> where it's like that's fucked up. It sounds, <laughs> sounds like it takes you a lot deeper, yeah. And again, just visualizing again your your antagonist, like you know, like a conductor, like you're writing a book with the scalpel, yeah. with this music going on, right? And how interacting with this victim, I was like, God, it, it's a really kind of unique, uh, unique thing that I again I've never experienced a book that way when reading. I have the uh, the the audio yeah. there with it, so it's really cool and a way, great way to submerge yourself into the story and put yourself in. In the shoes or, or in the location of the of the, of the yeah. action, it kind of puts you in the moment. I mean, yeah. quite literally puts you in another sense. I mean, it stimulates your audio side. Of, I mean, it's it sounds really cool. I'm really intrigued by that. Uh, so I'm, we're right across the booth from you, and you have you know a great display. Your visual display is fantastic. I mean, you you have a you know, kind of a mannequin who I guess is representing your killer. Yeah, you've got a life-size mm-hmm. killer. Yeah, like a life-size killer. Yep. You have great, you know, uh, 
presentation, but I also have been watching this for three days now, <laughs> watching these clips go by. And I'm just curious, I mean, is this on your website? Is this someone that the fans can it also is, see? It is, yeah. If you go to the website and go to the videos page, I've got both of those videos on there. Okay, well. yeah. I saw those on the website this morning. Yeah. I, I, I was checking out the website a little mm. more thoroughly. Um, yeah, it's very cool. Uh, I do have a few questions for you about the... Um, I noticed in the uh, your author bio is is the character of uh, uh, Sydney is that Cindy. By chance, is that based on your wife by any chance? <laughs> same spelling. Same spelling. That's same why spelling. I know like yep. exact same spelling. Yep. So I'm like, hmm, there's some inspiration there from somewhere. <laughs> yeah, she gets a little embarrassed because when you get further into it. Um, you, you'll see why. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> hey, oh, hey, oh. All right. Um, as we do, since this is a horror pod, horror movie podcast, we will ask you the same questions we asked everybody. Uh, sure. Give us one first. Your very one of your favorite horror movies of all time that you've ever seen. That, you know, one or two. Oh, which some of the first. My, my the scariest one, and I was a grown man, and it scared the hell out of me. Was Blair Witch Project. Blair Witch. I saw it before. I saw it like opening. You know, before they're like, ah, oh, it's just a movie. Yeah. When me and my buddy Mike uh, Mike Wolver thought it was real and it it did something to my head <laughs> because I didn't sleep that night and I was again I was a grown man I, I knew a lot of death. people that had that reaction because that came out like 97, 98 I want to say mm, it was like my freshman year yeah. 2000 I was back in St. Louis so it had to have been after 99 yeah. okay yeah. and I just remember a lot of the people especially like the girls I was in college with who saw it were like they, again, they thought it was real. And they were just freaked out. And yeah. then they, they, they would refuse to ever go camping again. Yeah. Like, it really messed with some people. I mean, Exorcist people. was scary, but this the Blair Witch did something to me. Well, also, Blair Witch was kind of released. When it first got released, people were still kind of questionable whether or not this was an actual That's what raw I mean. footage. Yeah. People, right. I mean, it wasn't. Because that was the first of its kind. That's yeah. the move that really. Yeah, except the genre. into the uh, yeah. whole found footage, first right. person. So for the first cup, like the first week or so, people were like, "Was this? Is this real? Is That's, this real stuff?" And yeah. then it kind of came up. No, no, it's not real. Right? Well, yeah, because even the but, actors in that movie, like for a while after it was released, were like kind of disappeared. They yeah, they stayed yeah, 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 right, kind of right, add yeah. to the mythos of it. And of so. course, my friends when they found out, it freaked me out. They would stay in the corners when I came into the room. <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect. <laughs> and the follow-up then is what is what maybe one of the worst horror movies you've seen? Like just pure garbage that you can think of. Or man. one that was so bad it became, it transcended bad and it came around to be good again. You know what? I, I when I was a kid, uh, same guy, we used to watch horror movies, yeah. you know, when we were kids, every Friday night we'd go to the video store back then. And we got uh, we got Phantasm yes. and we got uh, Don't Be Afraid of the Dark okay. back then. Scared us to death. And then I told my wife these were the scariest movies when I was a kid. We got to watch these, and they weren't scary at all. <laughs> they were bad. That's, that's what happened to me with uh, Ghoulies. Ghoulies. Oh, Ghoulies. Gosh, when yes. I was a little kid, I saw that my mom thought it'd be like, oh, it's like Gremlins. He'll like it. Right, right. And for some reason, I was alone watching. I was like five or six years old, yeah. and I watched, and I was just scared shitless. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Funny story. When I was watching Don't Be Afraid of the Dark, and it was, it was scaring me, you know, um, and it was like late at night, and we had an earthquake. Oh, wow. At the time that the movie was going on. <laughs> so my house shook when I was watching the movie. Freaked me out. And I came out uh, the next morning, and I was telling my neighbor about it. And I was like, oh, my God, I was so scared I was watching this movie. She goes, me too. <laughs> so we, we hugged each other. We were scared. That's great. That's, awesome. That's great. Um, now, also, since you are based in St. Louis, you also, on the side, besides being an author, you are also a... I believe a Muay Thai instructor, right? Um, Muay Thai is part of what part I do. It? It's called Kaju Kenbo. Okay. Uh, it's a mixture of the Kaju and Kenbo, and they stand for karate, judo, and jiu-jitsu, kenpo, and Chinese boxing. 
Uh, I also have Muay Thai background and Jeet Kune Do, which was Bruce Lee's yes. style. Yeah. yeah. And so, I mean, you have, like, you actually, you're an instructor and you teach somewhere I have a in school area. in St. Charles. I can say, if you want to plug, you know, plug Oh, yeah. Ohana. Your... Ohana Martial Arts. Uh, Ohana is the Hawaiian word mm -hmm. for family. Uh, we're right at the corner of 70 and First Capital, right across from the QC, QT station okay. in St. Charles. In St. Charles. Uh, Monday and Wednesday nights, come on by. Uh, we've got classes for adults, kids, and people with uh, special needs, uh, cerebral palsy, Down syndrome. Oh, that's great. awesome. That's Autism. great. Yeah. That's really Been great. Been doing it for 15, 16 years. Wow. That's great. That's, that's really amazing. Yeah, we love it. Great. Um, now, you said, I believe you said you're working on your follow-up for this, the book, yes. right? And do we kind of have it uh, expected, like, date? You know, I know with books it's a little different because you don't necessarily have the same deadlines as films do because yeah. you're always going back and editing and fine-tuning. But yeah. you, is there kind of a give a kind of a mental like idea of when you like we might be look to expect this to be released to be found by the end of this year? End of this year, I'm, I'm, okay. I'm, I'm crossing my fingers. Okay, yeah, yeah, I'm crossing my fingers. And then you can find it on um, on your website. You can buy it on your website. Yeah, buy it on my website. You can uh, email me at tattooauthor at gmail.com. Um, and I can send you one. You can get it on Amazon. You can get it on you know anything like that. Come to the cons. Um, anybody who who reads it, my email is in there. As soon as they're done reading the book, they can email me, and I'll send them the ti the title of the next book and the first couple few pages. Great. Oh, there you go. Yeah. You, get free, you, get, you get a little preview. morsel. You get yeah. a little, you get a little taste. It's like, little taste. The, it's like the trailer at the end of a Marvel yeah. Uh, yeah. Avengers movie. Right, right, right. right. Over, you get the little <laughs> scene. Yeah. Just get a little, get a little taste. You know, yeah, first one's taste. free. Yeah, there you go. First <laughs> one's free. <laughs> that's how they hook you. That's, that's right. right. That's how they get you. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that's going to – thank you so much, Kenny, that you get back to your booth and sell more of your books. So thank you so much for saying this time. It was a Great pleasure. I've thoroughly enjoyed the book so far. I, I look forward to finishing it. Man, my honor so. of being on here, man. I appreciate oh, yeah. you. Thank, Thank you, you so Thank much. You. Um, yeah, uh, I guess that's it. Check them out. Check them out. Right right Thanks, Kills. All right. Thank you. Here we are again at Contamination, the horror, sci-fi, and pop culture con in St. Louis, Missouri. And we are featuring yet another local author here. This is Lee Savage. How are you doing today, Lee? I'm doing wonderful, and I'm excited to be here. All right, great. So Lee writes, from what her description was here, was kind of horror erotica. Something a little little more on the uh, the savage side, maybe. Huh? Yes. Huh? You like that little play on words? Yes, I All do. All right, okay. Yes, my <laughs> vampires still feed on humans. They do not sparkle. That's, that's <laughs> nice to know. And my serial killers actually kill, and you get to have the description of the murder. Okay. That, that's already I'm a plus in my book. As soon as you said my vampires don't sparkle, I'm in. Yeah, when you when you said my vampires still don't sparkle, I'm like, yes. Okay, like I, I've sold already. All right, great. So you, you've been writing, how long have you been writing now? I have been writing actually since high school. Okay. I saw Dracula, Love Never Dies, and fell in love with vampires and could not find any uh, romance vampire story so I started writing my own I, awesome. I love it it's like you know what I don't see any I'm just gonna go and start doing it exactly that's, right. that's awesome take the, take the initiative make it make it happen okay so how many so right now I'm guessing are you self-published you have a publisher I am self-published mm -hmm. and I th I'm starting to think more that's the way to go because I, I think they get a they get a big chunk of your profits out of there so they and do. It, with the internet the way social media is going well yeah plus like like, like, said, like Amazon now and everything, yeah like, it's so much easier for like, for authors to get their works out there, get noticed, and start getting some recognition. Well, right. And the traditional publishing company wanted me to cut out the rape scene, wanted me to cut out the murders, the descriptions of the murders from the serial killer. They wanted me to tame down the sex. So You're taking all the fun out of it. They were like,
like, that's what you need to do to fit into traditional romance. I'm like, I don't want to fit into traditional romance. Yeah, exactly. exactly. That's not that's not your thing. That's not and what they, you're going for. They were like, but we want something new. But then they wanted to cut it and make it back into what we they want something had. new and fresh. But we want to put it in this little the exact box. same mold yeah. that yeah. everything else is in. That's 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 not new and original. Now so it sounds I like your to stuff. Go on my own. That's awesome. And so you've been writing since high school. How long have you been kind of writing this this type of uh, this genre? This kind of a Horror, erotica, murder scene, badassness. Um, I think I first got published. I started uh, writing my first full-length book in 2003 uh-huh. and got it published. I believe it was 2005. I self-published. Okay. Awesome. All right. So since 2005, and your your stories, do you have a uh, continuing characters, or is each one just kind of a standalone book? With the St. Louis Vampireville series, what happens is minor characters become major characters, so that you can read them standalone. And if you read the other books, then you just know who the other characters are because they're still featured in it. They're just not the main characters. So anymore. you still have, you actually have a universe then. Yes. You have a world where these characters and, exist. And the world is basically based off of St. Louis. Awesome. Fantastic. I That's do another like great that. thing for local readers. Like, I always love, I mean, it just makes it when you read something like, that you can really relate to, especially located. It just gets you into the story more. So. For the local people, that that's wonderful. That's yeah. That's it feels great. more organic too, kind of knowing where it's at. Even if it's a city I've been to before, if it's like Chicago or Kansas City or New York or wherever. Well, in Shadows of My Past, I actually, if you're from here, and I talk about, I give it a different name, but I talk about the old Mississippi Nights and yes, the Mississippi Nights. I we missed that place. I'm sorry <laughs> the, to cut you off, but yeah. we talk about that. All, we went there so often for shows and concerts. There's not a good small venue uh, around in St. Louis. Mississippi yeah. Nights was great. R.I.P. And I had to change the name of it, but it, you. You, I described the location, and like a chick gets kidnapped from there. She gets taken across the river to the CD motel, and that's where she gets murdered. Soje? Uh, so somewhere, <laughs> somewhere in the Soje area. And for any of our local listeners, uh, the Soje Ballet is a very popular thing to do for young men who like to check out naked ladies. Yeah, yeah the Soje Ballet. Indeed it is. <laughs> So, um, any any new works that you have? Anything that so you're here at the con? Obviously, you're going to be promoting certain books. So, what's what right now is hot off the presses? What are you trying to push right My now? My newest books are Twisted Destinies and Goaty's Three Bears. Their uh, Goaty's Three Bears was just nominated for Best Menage. It didn't win, but it made top five. Best Menage. Yes, three guys, one girl. Oh. <laughs> I, I, I thought I was like, okay, is this a menage like menage trois, or is this like something I'm not no. like a, like a, some yeah. weird award I don't know? So okay, and then uh, I had awesome. Twisted, Twisted Destinies uh, has a one-on-one story and then a sub-story within it where it's three females and one guy. Okay, lucky Actually, bastard. Three goddesses <laughs> and one god. Even actually. luckier bastard. Yeah, yeah. That's 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 a good way to spend your Friday night. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I I kind of love it. So is there anything else that's coming down the pipe right now? Is something you have things in the works? Currently working on um, a prequel to the St. Louisville Vampire series that's called Surrender to the Night. I'm hoping to have the rough draft ready by the end of this summer before I go back to college and have it out in the fall. Mm-hmm. And then I just, since I met um, him over there, <laughs> <laughs> I just blanked on the name. Are you referring Bishop, to Bishop Stevens? Bishop, yep, yes. Bishop Stevens. He wants to be on a book cover. Ah. And I... I told him it's like three books down the way. I introduced like a villain, vampire, wrestler. Uh, I think he's well, like, nailed he it. Yeah. Me, you got so your man. He wants to be on the book cover. He's got so. a he's got a very imposing presence. And, yeah. Yeah. So he's agreed to be the book cover. Oh right. Awesome. So okay. That's cool. a little bit down the way. Networking. Fantastic. So you mentioned college. Where you go? I'm just curious. I go to Maryville University. Okay. I'm studying to be a nurse. 
Uh oh, we got we, Aaron here is a nurse as I well. I am a nurse. Yeah, I've been a nurse for six years. I was a nursing instructor, and right now I'm actually in uh, infection control. So yeah, I take care of some of those uh, people who may take your your works to heart, practice all the things that are happening in the book. And then all of a sudden they have something that they don't want. Well, they, what I get is now are you going to write naughty nurse stories? Oh, uh, uh, yeah. I'm like, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. I, I love paranormal. So. Well, you can actually blend it because guess what? This is something that I really kind of, whenever I'm watching a horror movie or watching things about death, for example, mm-hmm. so many people die in a hospital. I mean, that's where the majority of people actually finally die. You don't want to talk about spirits. You want to talk about stories. You want to talk about accidents, things that, you know. And I just, I know it's been done before and people have touched on it, but I just think it could really expand on it. Things that have happened in ERs, in the morgue, things like, I mean, it's, hospitals are fucking scary places. I mean, they really can be, especially when you work a night shift on a psych ward for three years. Bam, this guy. So I'm going yeah. to try to be a psych nurse. So. Okay, all go. right. You have some amazing you're stories. To scare me. <laughs> yeah. Well, I got some stories for you, but we'll we'll talk about those off air if you're interested. <laughs> but uh, so, where can people find? So you, you said Amazon was a place you can find it, yes. and it, give us your shameless plug. All right, you can find me on Facebook by searching Lee Savage. You can also join my group called Wick Erotica for the Truly Wicked. Ah, I like it. Yes. And I also have started a new campaign called Lee Savage Hashtag Erotica Speaks, where we're trying to enlighten people on the erotica culture, the BDSM culture, as well as not just for writers, but for people that do artwork, uh, photography, film, whatever, in the erotica industry. Podcasts. We want to put it in a positive light and show that it's empowering, and you should not be ashamed. Well, that's that's awesome. Yeah, we're a little buttoned down here in the United States. I mean, I think that's not uh, not a big surprise. You know, we were raised by Puritans essentially in the seventeen, you know, sixteen hundreds. So, so I mean, it's it's getting out there. It's still you know struggling to catch up with. I think the rest of the Western world. But uh, kudos. Thank you very much for joining wow. us. Yeah, thank you for what really you're doing great. because I think it's also important. I'm very intrigued by it. I'm going to have to try. I'm going to start looking, like maybe check some of your stuff out. That I'm very right interested. Ahead. So, thank you. Oh, yeah. Thank you for your time and uh, best luck to you in the future and, and, and enjoy the rest of your weekend. Thank, thank you, Lee. You. Okay. We are here again at Contamination, the horror, sci fi, and pop culture of, uh, con here in St. Louis, Missouri. And we are sitting down with uh, author Dane. Uh, Kroll. Kroll. Yeah. Kroll, that's right. I'm Kroll. sorry, I was thinking Kroll well, but no, it's <laughs> Kroll. Uh, Dane Kroll, so again, another horror author, uh, local from St. Louis? No, actually from Kansas. So we Kansas. actually have an out-of-towner. Okay, yeah, that's good. Right. All right, Kansas uh, the state, Kansas City, Kansas... Kansas the state, Topeka. Topeka, Kansas. Topeka, Kansas. Capital. Okay, oh, okay. Keep, it, <laughs> keep it tight. All right, <laughs> so here at, in Topeka, Kansas, and here at the con, thank you very much for showing up, and, and tell us a little bit about what you're writing, what you're working on. Oh, got a couple different things. Um, some of my horror books, I got some slasher horror, like Black Friday and Song Springs. So if you guys like, you know, Halloween, Friday the 13th, it's Love them. Love them, yeah. Right there. yeah. I think uh, my buddy here is uh, probably one of the bigger Halloween fans I've ever met. Ooh, yeah. Nice. But, and then Friday the 13th is a very, very close second. Yeah, those, yeah. Are, those are some of the good ones. Yeah, so I'm, I'm a Thrive 13th guy myself. <laughs> but uh, so tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, like Black Friday, uh, basically it takes place on Black Friday at a supermarket called Best Mart. Nice. And so this killer walks in, he's got a reindeer mask on, he steals from the store and their Christmas decorations. He's wandering through the store taking out customers and employees as everyone's trying to mob, you know. <laughs> Did you ever work retail? Uh, a little bit, yeah. Retail. <laughs> I'm wondering if you're feeling a little pain, like, fuck these people. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this, this so one. many customers are like, 
I want you to die eventually. Yeah, yeah. Because I've, I've worked retail a long time ago, and I've worked a couple black. I've worked more Black Fridays than I think I'd like to admit. And uh, yeah, it can be pretty intense. And it's kind of interesting when you when you're talking about actually having a killer walking through some of these crowds, especially these box stores. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there's literally thousands of people running and moving around. It doesn't matter if you have security cameras or not because it's just a big mess. Exactly. And it's you could... Some mob of people that are not paying attention to anything else that's going exactly. on. Exactly. And that actually kind of sets the scene for a pretty good opportunity for a serial killer to make his kill. In a very high body yeah, count. In a very, yeah. And you can you can actually start stacking up the bodies. So I find that pretty interesting. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. So, so is there anything... You said you have more, though. Yeah, I got more. I also got Psalm Springs. It's a biblical slasher. Okay. Essentially, at the Wrath of God's out there in the camp taking out sinful campers at this Bible camp called Psalm Springs. <laughs> well, that almost sounds like uh, almost like sleepaway camp in a way. We just... We all, the funny thing, we we just did that one yesterday. We did I, that over It sounds like almost more like a, a bloody, bloody Bible camp. Bloody, bloody yeah, Bible camp. We did which that was a great, another I'll one. check that one out, then. Bloody, bloody Bible camp. Yeah, yeah. check that out. Um, it, it, it's, uh, it was actually surprisingly better than we expect, not great, oh, yeah. but it's, it was a lot better than we expected it to mm. be, mm. And, it, and so it, it's kind of a fun little watch. Nice. It doesn't take itself too seriously, oh, so it, it goes smoothly. It, it's, it's pretty good. Yeah, because like, like basically, I was kind of always looking at you know, like Friday the Thirteenth, where there's Jason running around taking out all these bad kids. Yeah, and always the good ones are always surviving. I'm like, isn't that kind of what we want? We want the good kids to keep living. <laughs> and so that just kind of ran into kind of old, very Old Testament type of stuff where God's yeah. taking out sinful people. And so I'm like, I can combine this together. There you go. So there now you go. we got this Bible camp where there's this you know wrath of God avenging an angel walking around in the camp, and everyone's like. Yeah, if you're a bad kid, we're gonna send you over to him. He'll judge you, <laughs> and if you're, you're damned to hell, you're dead. You're, I I don't yeah. think I'd last a day. <laughs> I wouldn't either. I'm glad this place does not exist. Right, right. So um, you got the two horror, and uh, if I'm not mistaken, was there also a comic book back over there? Yeah, well, um, not comic book. It's well, you're probably thinking of Roma Gorio. It's my giant monster book. That's series. what I was looking at. Yeah, yeah I mean the cover is a very comic book. So the co- yeah, and again, there. I mean, I was just walking by. It looked kind of like the the artwork kind of looked like it was inspired in mm. some way in anime or 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 a Japanese flair. Yeah. The, so the, like the whole series itself was inspired by the old Godzilla movies. So like the big monster movies. Oh, big yeah. monsters. King Kong, Godzilla, yeah, Mothra. Exactly. Yeah. The, old, the old Toho Showa era and right. everything like that because I grew up watching those movies a lot and the thing that always bugged me was that if you ever watch the movies the continuity is really spotty and sometimes it doesn't really connect. And so I started writing, like, I want to write a giant monster series. I want it all to, you know, flow together. That's what we want to see in the Godzilla film. Right. So, like, in the realm of Gorya, you got the giant monsters, you got this magic, you got aliens, you got, you know, people in the Pacific Ocean surviving, you got just everything all wrapped up into one gigantic world that everyone's kind of trying to coexist with each other. So, how many of those, I mean, is it, is it a running series? Yeah, it's an ongoing series. There's three out right now. That's kind of season one of the series at the moment. Okay. And so we'll be starting up. Probably at 2018, I think the next book will be out, and that was kind of the next leg of the series as kind of war starts to break out between everybody because sure. everyone's had, got their own interest in trying to survive on Earth, and as everything's kind of crumbling. Right, right, and that's something that I mean, from the horror genre, I kind of miss the big monster, the, me- the mega monsters. I know they re-release Godzilla, yeah, and it, but it's it's big Hollywood release, but at the same time, Godzilla is always going to be Godzilla. But there was one I liked that was came out I think in 2011, 2012. But it was a Korean movie called The Host. And mm. I love that one. It was kind of a throwback to just big monsters yeah. eating people. Yeah, you know, I, I haven't watched that one in a long time. Yeah. I, I liked it. Though. I liked it a lot. Really so good. just just kind of hearing about you know monsters, and also I think um, uh, for some reason I'm drawing a blank right now. Pacific Rim. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah it was, that was, it was great to see that one pop up and kind of bring giant monsters kind of back into the fray of things. I was in, in Benicio the Toro. Come on, yeah. it was fantastic. And I, I think really before enjoyed for both those, you had uh, Cloverfield was yeah the Cloverfield. Ca- that was yeah. Really to see. I mean that was a little more like like Godzilla meets Blair Witch just because it was like a first person yeah, yeah. Like, like found footage style found footage. Yeah. But it was still you know the whole giant monster mm-hmm. destroying. Yeah, it was, Rampage. It was great to see that. I never saw the sequel yet. I haven't seen it. I actually haven't seen it, but I, I, I'm planning on trying to get get around to seeing. Hopefully yeah. this week, the uh, Ten Cloverfield Lane. Yeah, I've heard yeah. like it's it's connected, but it's not connected. I'm like, there's no giant monster in it. So I'm like, right, I don't know, but it's got John, it local you know local icon John Goodman yeah. in it. And yeah, so I, like, you know, you can't go wrong, with John Goodman. Still watch it. <laughs> I'll support it. Yeah. yeah. So we we're a horrible horror podcast. Right. We listen to we're listen to we watch <laughs> some of the worst movies we can find. Movies so bad they're scary, and uh, you know we find some gems out there but at the end of the day we are horror fans what's one of your favorite horror movies just one of them you can think of um a nightmare on elm street is probably my favorite horror movie that's not right there. That's, that's that's gone twice now yeah, I I, yeah. it's so good yeah it's, it, he did a wonderful job with the low special effects going on and that's still so much better than the cgi that's happening yes, nowadays yes. In the practical sequels. effects yes. yeah yeah and so again we watch the bad ones but sometimes we find some that are so horrible, they're fun. You call mm-hmm. your friends, dude, you got to see this. It's so ridiculous. Ooh. Is there any movie in your head that jumps out to you like there? Oh, it's so horrible, it's bad. Because you guys already mentioned the Sleepaway Camp. Sleepaway <laughs> Camp 2 yeah. is probably my favorite of the bunch. That's, well, that's what we yeah, just did we yesterday. Just did that. Yeah. Yeah. We, and we, we, we did enjoy it. We, uh, we gave it a so bad, good rating. Like, and it was, we thought it was better than what we expected. We yeah. enjoyed it. I remember I watched it on Thanksgiving. I marathoned the first three of them because the fourth yeah. one had come out at that point. And it became like a Thanksgiving tradition for me and my friends <laughs> to watch at least the second one because that was the one that just blew us all away. Like, yeah. all that's the a death lot scenes of kills in that yeah. one. That was a lot and, of yeah, kills. The girl in the porta potty. That was my favorite one. That was my favorite kill, too. Great. All right. Great minds think alike, I think. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much. And well, real where can quick. We, yeah, we got uh, at where, did we ask yeah. where we can find? Where Shameless can plug time. Shameless no. plug time. Shameless plug. Just go to danegkroll.com. And that'll tend to the links to my Amazon sites, my Facebook, my Twitter. You can kind of see what I'm up to, usually making giant monster movies or climbing trees, who knows what. And this is where they can uh, purchase some of your items yeah. as well, purchase yeah, the, books? Yeah. Like the, the, everything's available through Amazon. The links are all there. They'll take you right to everything, paperback, ebook. Great. Oh, ebook. Awesome. Ebook's oh, yeah. fantastic. I'm a big fan of ebook because I'm starting to like, have to buy more bookcases. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I, I struggle as trying to. Yeah. yeah, I'm trying to just cut down a clutter. It makes me not want to move. Yeah. Like so many folks have. I'm not dealing with that. Yeah. I'm just going to live here forever. Sorry, roommate. You're stuck with me. Well, Dane, thank you so much yes, for sitting down much. and talking to us. And uh, check him out. All right, All right. Thank you. Best luck to you, man. Oh, thanks. Enjoy the rest of the weekend. Appreciate yeah. it. Okay, we're back here at the con, and we are here with author Frank Bennett. But Frank does a little bit more than just write. Frank, why don't you go ahead and tell us a little bit about what brought you to the con and what you're trying to promote today? Uh, my name's Frank Bennett. I'm a Bible teacher. I wrote a book called The Encounter with the Aberdeen Wild Man, A True Story. And these are my true paranormal experiences growing up uh, when I was younger. Uh, I had many uh, experiences with many t- strange types of creatures, cryptids, uh, dark entities, and things like that. The, the Aberdeen Wild Man, uh, and the reason why I chose to make a central point of the book is because he seemed to incorporate elements of both a living being and a spiritual being. So I center him in the book, and I compare him uh, quite extensively with a Sasquatch. I analyze over 1,500 individual Sasquatch encounters, looking for commonalities and characteristics. I also, that also leads me into investigating as well the paranormal, the cryptozoological, which does include Sasquatch, uh, and also UFOs and the likes, because I found common area, commonalities and characteristics that all of them seem to share and uh, have, have with each other. So we have relationship between, like, Bigfoot, paranormal, religion, God, all this stuff is thrown together. Very much so. Wow. 
All right. So this I, I am a Bible teacher, so I approach it from my angle. Okay. So this is all from personal experiences or just the things these that are, you've researched? Well, these are all my experience. I'm trying to actually go back over 35 years and explain the experiences I had personally. And I'm using science, scripture, history, and even some physics to try to break down and explain completely the paranormal. Wow. Well, that's, that's, that sounds pretty complex. Yeah, yeah. You can cover from all angles. Um, you, is there one particular... Uh, 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 God, I'm, I'm, sorry, I'm thinking of... Welcome to Professional Radio! <laughs> I can edit this out and later and post. Uh, I was going to say one uh, experience that, uh, that with the, the paranormal that really stands out, or what, or maybe instead of that, what was like, your very first one that, that put you on this path to what you're doing? This is why the Aberdeen Wild Man is the central point of the book. He's, he's among the scariest of the bunch because he incorporated, he appeared to be a living thing, but he did things living people can't do. Uh, and he had to, had a spiritual aspect to him. But also as well, he seemed to also be as to what is called a dark entity, which I also ran into. And after encountering both the wild man and the dark entity, uh, you can believe in omens if you want, but within about a year I had lost everything. Home, job, school, friends, all gone. Oh, wow. And I spent most of the 1980s homeless as a result. Hmm, wow. And I spent also most of the 1980s looking over my shoulder expecting to see either the wild man or the dark entity again it sticks with you it yeah. does i've heard I, I have heard like things like that would go like whether it's through an object that you bring in your house or or just the the spirit itself will kind of like cling on to you and follow you around i have heard stories of this happening but i've never actually met someone who has had that happen to them so that's incredible spirits will actually use humans as portage to port them from one place to another a place where they may not be uh, habitually welcome to but, you know, lashing onto a human takes them to different environments where they may be able to flourish. Yeah, that makes, it makes sense. Get to people who they normally could not get to. Kind of like, I guess, using like a human body as like a taxi cab. Or Very much so, yes. <laughs> yeah, and I, as a Bible teacher, I direct everybody to the book of Mark chapter, chapter 8. And this is where Jesus encounters the man outside the t city who had had many devils with him. And that's, that's actually uh, the, the exact, uh, exact uh, pronunciation of it, many devils. And when Jesus queried the man, he, uh, a spirit spoke from the man and said, We are legion, for we are many. And the reason why I bring this up is because, and this is the other reason why I wrote the book, where so many people being drawn into investigating the paranormal. They think they're going into a place to investigate one spirit. Lest they know, they're encountering thousands upon thousands of spirits. Because that spirit inside the man said to Jesus, We are legion, for we are many. Right. And in a Roman company, the ancient Roman army, a Roman company is a numeration of more than 5,000 soldiers. 5,000 spirits inhabited this one man. Wow. So when you go ghost hunting, you think you're hunting one ghost. Think again. Uh, you're encountering thousands upon thousands of them. And there's not a thing you can do that can trick them, deceive them. They have the upper hand. You're outnumbered. You're outgunned. You're outsmarted from the second you walk through the door. So Jeez. it sounds like you're kind of screwed right out the bat <laughs> if you come across one of these guys. Uh, my you go hunting them, yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. Okay, so it's, it's, it sounds pretty incredible. Um, so how long how, how long have you been writing? This is my first book. Okay. I've been writing since 2008. Um, my webpage, BibleByBennett.net, BibleByBennett.com, da-da-da-da-da, uh, has been, uh, like I said, takes news and events and looks at them through the prism of Bible prophecy. But also uh, I write on a ton of other topics, whatever's topical to me. And what I think lends to Bible prophecy, I will write about. An example would be recently in the news, this past Memorial Day, I, this got me hot. 
is that there were people who were actually going around picking the flags off the graves of Confederate soldiers, long dead. But they were not Confederate flags, they were American flags. And they took them off because they didn't feel that these men were worthy of an American flag. Huh. And that got me hot. I had to write about that because, no, the, you know, the way we're teaching history is bad, very bad. And the Civil War happened for a reason. Yeah. You know, it's not a sales tool, but I don't like how information is fed incorrectly. No, I agree with you on that. I, it, it needs to be portrayed in, in, in the correct manner. And when people start bending truths or hiding facts, yeah. or then it just throws everything off, and everybody's a loser in that. It, right. it just makes everybody. I mean, history ignorant. is history. It's happened. It happened. It needs it to happened. Away history it happens for a reason, good or bad. The page that I have, I get over twenty-five thousand hits a week. I mean, I, I got readership, yeah. and the page, my, the page of mine that does the best, called "Deceiving You," and I list, I go through. You know, uh, one genre after another, whether it be deceptions you find in the media, which are plurethic, uh, government, medicine, whatever. Uh, there's a lot to be had, a lot to be seen. All right. Yes. Well, so, again, where can some of our listeners, people who have, uh, haven't heard of you, where can they follow you? I know you said it before, but just really quick, a quick plug that you can put in. Yeah, if you want to find your books, where do we find yeah. your books? Amazon, Barnes & Nobles, any, any English. It's in every English-speaking speaking, spe <laughs> <laughs> English country. Okay. Yeah, you can order it, man. All, All right. right. That's great. So, uh, yeah, check that out. Uh, and it, it sounds like a very interesting read. I know I'm into the paranormal stuff, and I have several books on that. Uh, it sounds like a very intriguing and, and fascinating read, and I, I might have to track it down myself. Yeah, so thanks for being on. Thanks for talking Thank you with very us. Much. My pleasure, Appreciate guys. It. Thank and, you. All right. Best of luck to you. Thank you. All right, we're back here at the con, and here we are with uh, dealer coordinator is Brennan Fowler. Yep. So uh, he's uh, he's the man with the kilt, with the utility kilt. Uh, <laughs> he's got a beautiful facial hair, and you, you, you see him a mile away, fantastic guy. And uh, thank you very much for coming on. Uh, we're horrible horror podcasts, movies that are so bad they're scary. And this is the man you want to talk to if you want to get put up a... Uh, Put up a dealership, right? A dealership. Yeah. A dealer booth. table or booth or what have you. <laughs> a vendor. Here at any con. So tell us a little bit about what got you into cons and what got you into this whole uh, decontamination. De de <laughs> it's been a long day, man. Um, <laughs> actually, I kind of fell into cons accidentally. Um, when I was 15, a friend of mine in high school told me about Archon, which is in uh, Collinsville, Illinois. Okay, yeah. And uh, so I started going to that show every year, and I would save up my you know money for... All year round, right. so I'd have like four or five hundred dollars just to blow mm. in the dealer's room. Just to so. blow it, okay? Yeah, because so, uh, that was back, you know, before the internet. So, yeah, yeah. So like that was the only time I could get a lot of this nerdy stuff. Sure, and then you see, you know, some of the celebrities from TV shows and some of the authors and what have you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then um, right after high school, I started working for a company called the Wizards Wagon. I became the manager of their store, mm -hmm. and that's how I ended up working cons professionally because I'd be a dealer. Uh, set up that shows all over the country. Now, isn't Wizard Wagon set up in New City right now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, not too far away from the uh, the old comic book store that was um, has now Star been Clipper. moved uh, to, uh, to Washington. Now is Star Clipper. Yeah, yeah. yeah actually, uh, Wizard Wagon started down in New City, and then they moved out to St. Charles, and now they're back in New City. Okay, great. Yeah. So again, uh, I've, I used to go to Star Clipper all the time, and I saw when Star Clipper closed. That's kind of not too long before they closed. That's when Wagon Wizards are. Yeah, Wizard Wagon opened up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so uh, I think also John Scorfino worked there for a little bit. I'm not sure. Uh, I don't I'm know. Just plugging a name real quick. He's a good buddy. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> okay, maybe, maybe not. Uh, anyway, so you're you're working uh, the contamination, and how long have you been doing that? And how long has contamination been around, and what are the plans for it? I believe this is the sixth year. Um, the first year I, I actually set up a booth because I was working for uh, Comic Relief in St. Charles, Missouri. Mm -hmm. I was the manager there for nine years. Uh, and then after that, I decided um, 
the comics just weren't selling well at this show. Right. So I told Dave, hey, you just need help with the show. I'll help. So uh, the year after, he hired me to run the dealer's room. And uh, pretty much I'm just here to make sure Dave can worry about the rest of the con. Right. So I'm here. Someone has a problem. Tables need to be moved. Dealers are fighting with each other. Right, right, right. <laughs> and, uh, and, and so far, I mean, this, this experience for us, this is our first con, first time we've ever been. It's been fantastic. Yeah, I mean, this has been a wonderful, just amazing experience. We've yeah, everything's been here. absolutely a blast. We've met a lot of cool people. We are right across from Hacksaw Jim Duggan, who, yeah. again, as a childhood, as a, my eight-year-old me is going bonkers. Yeah, we, we lucked <laughs> you know? out. We got we won the lottery with the uh, our, our booth placement somehow. Like This is, we are just like in heaven. Yeah. So... So I mean, but I'm kind of curious when you said about dealers not getting along with each other, or dealers fighting. You got any stories on that? Oh yeah, um, too many to, to tell, honestly. Uh, yeah, sometimes you know, it, it's usually you know when you're a dealer, you, you buy this space. Right. You're not just buying the table; you're buying a space. And a lot of dealers like to move the tape and you know try to get a little bit more room so they can display more. Mm-hmm. And you know it's. People are people, and sometimes they can be jerks. So it's, it's <laughs> territory wars. Territory wars. That's what they are. Okay. Any anybody come to fisticuffs or anything? Um, I've heard stories, <laughs> but n- never in my presence. Right. 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 <laughs> yeah. Luckily, uh, we. I don't know how we won the lottery, but I think we got an amazing table, an amazing space. I know we paid a little bit more for the the, the extra table room, but. Man, we are up against the wall. Great traffic, and again, hacksaw Jim Duggan. But uh, yeah, it's been it's been a fantastic experience. And I notice also a lot of the dealers who sell stuff on their on their walls. I'm kind of curious: are these people who go to con to con to con? Uh, often they are. Mm-hmm. Um, like when I worked for Wizards Wagon, and they had an actual store. Uh, but then on the weekends, we'd pack everything up and head to different cons. So I, when I worked for Wizards Wagon, I probably did 30 shows a year. Wow! wow. And what, like all over this, like where in the states? M- mostly, uh, mostly uh, the Midwest. We'd go up to Chicago, Milwaukee. Furthest, I think the furthest show we did was in uh, North Florida. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did the Dragon Con in uh, Georgia. But yeah, usually you know, usually just in this, the upper Midwest. Yeah, and which one? Which city did you like the most, or which con did you like the best, sir? Um, well, Dragon Con is one of the best cons, but I can't stand Atlanta. <laughs> it, it, it's a horrible place. Not, not your type of city. No, huh? it's too hot. Chocolate City is not your place. It's too hot, and the traffic is ridiculous. I've heard, I've heard <laughs> yeah. some legends about the traffic. The traffic I had a cousin yeah. who lived in Atlanta for a few years, and yeah, yeah the, the traffic there is legendary, just yeah. bad. Awful. La- last show we did. There that I did with the uh, Wizards Wagon, um, I literally walked from the hotel, and it was quite a bit of a walk. But right. I beat the people who were driving. <laughs> <laughs> That's how bad the, the traffic is in Atlanta. Wow. Yeah. Uh, the best. Um, I love Milwaukee. I do too. Uh, yeah. I used, I'd done MooCon up there, which is just at the campus, which is awesome because mm-hmm. you just show up and you just hanging out with a bunch of college kids. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm sure they want to party, talk, and drink beer. Oh, uh, drink beer time, and yeah. play board games. and yeah. Great. It, yeah. Was, it was like being in college. It was awesome. <laughs> uh, except you're the old guy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then obviously when Gen Con was in Milwaukee, uh, I, that, I loved that show. Um, it moved to Indiana, Indianapolis, and uh, that's another city I don't really care for. Uh, so <laughs> <laughs> Haven't been. Haven't been to that one, so I can't make a judgment. But so, uh, what's next for you and con- and uh, contamination? When's uh, are we are we going to have again next year? Yeah, yeah, time? yeah. Um, well, I don't think we've got dates set up, but uh, yeah, once uh, Dave gets it all finalized, I'm sure I'll be back uh, doing the same old thing. Yeah, because we were always thinking like, how do, when do we when can we sign up for next year? Like, yeah. We'd yeah. love to come back, and uh, this has been awesome. Yeah, well, and, and can we get a similar spot? Yeah, can we get? Yeah, can I don't we know how we nailed spot? it, but man, yeah, this is great. <laughs> no, uh, yeah, just just. 
follow up on the Facebook page, and uh, Dave usually is good about doing uh, every few months doing an actual event somewhere other than a con to keep people uh, you know yeah. abreast of the new information and just to, so they remember. Oh wait, yeah, contamination's coming up soon. Yeah, yeah. So great. Yeah, just, just follow the Facebook page, and it'll give you all the information. You okay. Need. Anything that you personally want to plug? Uh no, I don't really have anything going on right now. You know. Okay. All right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> this is like the one con a year I work now. I did, so it's I'm sort of slowed sem- down quite a bit. Semi-retired. Yeah. It's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a good way of putting it. Well, thank you so much yeah, for telling us for your time. and just kind of letting our listeners know exactly what kind of goes into some of these cons we have. Yeah. And, and thank you for a wonderful experience yeah, here. Yeah, been great. Contamination. Right. Awesome. All right. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. You're welcome.